afternoon, good midday. Welcome in. This is Cup of Joe Midday Madness right here on Tide 100.9. Joe Gaither and John Mirfield hanging out with you guys for the next hour or so. I want to say thanks to Martin and Xavier Houston getting the day going with the Martin Houston Show. You hear them weekday 6 and 7. We have Wimpenberry Sanderson on Inside the Locker Room from 7 to 9. And Gary Harris just wrapped up the Gary Harris Show from 9 to 11. We'll pass it off to Big Noon Sports at 12 with Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and Christian Miller. Ryan Fowler joins us at 2 o'clock for the game. We'll do a little bit of a tie tonight this evening. I think Simon Best is up on deck this, uh, at 6 o'clock. And then we'll have Stingray at 7, Trent Richardson at 8, and Chuck Oliver at 10 p.m. So keep it locked into Tide 100.9. We'll be live and local all day long. And download the Tide 100.9 app. It's the best way to keep up with all your Alabama Crimson Tide news. You can jump in and join the show today at Tide 109, at Joe Gaither 6, at J.D. Miri, send us your comments, questions, queries, and complaints right there uh, to us on the Twitter machine, or jump in and join us on the phone lines on the Derek Daniel State Farm Hotline at 205-342-9904. My man, Derek Daniel, taking care of all your home, life, and auto insurance needs. Make sure you give him a call today at 205-758-3391. He can bundle all your insurance to, uh, all, all your insurances together, uh, save you a lot of money, raise your coverage, and give you a local agent that you can count on right here at 1214 McFarland Boulevard, right, right there uh, next to First Federal Bank and across from La Bamba. Big thanks to Derek Daniel, sponsoring the program. And, okay, John Muirfield, what the blood in the world are we going to get into today? It's Thursday. It's a slow week in sports. Well, it's it's a slow week in Alabama sports and Tuscaloosa sports, but it's busy elsewhere. I mean, you've got the, the two of the four big, big, big uh, professional leagues have started their playoffs, NBA and NHL. But it is, it does feel like a slower time here in Tuscaloosa. Now we are getting ready for baseball and softball getting ramped back up for the week. That's going to get going on uh, tomorrow. So we'll get back to the diamond sports. Hopefully the baseball guys can bounce back from their loss on Tuesday night, losing their first midweek game of the season on Tuesday night. Much better record in midweeks this year. Good job. Good job. So it's a slower time. And of course, we're all looking forward to Saturday and Sunday, Saturday, a day, Sunday, Talladega. So like right here, Tuesday, Thursday, we're like on the precipice of good stuff happening. We're like on the edge of good stuff happening and i know for the students you guys uh y'all are about to have dead week and then it's about to be exams so like y'all are on the precipice of the end of the semester you excited you pumped up i am i am but like you said it is it is a really slow process right now like it's just before that that excitement of of getting out for the semester and you know wrapping everything up but uh this week this last half of the week and next week especially uh, very, very slow, like you mentioned. Well, we're going to try to make it. We're going to try to fill some of that space real quick. We're going to try to make it a little less slow. Well, first, I want to say enjoy the slow period because when it gets crazy, you're like, I want it. I need it to slow down. Enjoy the slow period right now. Why don't we talk? Did you watch any any NBA last night? Grizzlies and Lakers. That's the only thing I looked at last night. I dabbled. I dabbled. Uh, I, I caught a little bit of it. That's I didn't good. catch the end, but uh, I did catch enough. Look, if you're LA last night, if you're the Lakers, you go into game number two, and I guess I need to tell everybody what happened. The Lakers lost 93 to 103. You go into game number two, you've got a 1 0 lead. The best player on, on, on Memphis' team is hurt, is not going to play. John Morant, hand injury, wrist injury, whatever the case may be, didn't play. You know he's not going to play, and you're looking around at yourself. Look, Le- LeBron, look, man. You don't make it. E- you don't make it easy. You don't. Like, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you're the greatest of all time," and and like, yeah, I feel that sometimes in my gut. But you don't make it easy. Like, look, a team without their best player. The Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies had one way to win the game last night, John, and that was to out hustle, out out rebound, out muscle, out grit, basically get into the Memphis Grizzlies, the grindhouse. They call it the FedEx Forum, the grindhouse, uh, and and they had to really just get into it. And so LeBron, what are you like? What's, what's the problem? You and AD, y'all are veterans in this league. You can't rally the troops and say, "Look, guys." The only way they win tonight is if they play harder than us. We're better than them. We're bigger than them. We're more talented. We just can't let them play harder than us. And you let it, uh, you go out and get out hustled. 
I'm 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 sorry. I'm I'm offended on your behalf. I'm offended on behalf of Lakers fans. I'm not a Lakers fan, but I'm offended on their behalf. I'm offended on the behalf of all the people who carry the LeBron banner with, with like uh, two hands over their over their head. I'm a, like LeBron. Yeah, I mean, yes, 28 points last night, uh, 12 rebounds, three assists. Good for you. You were minus 17 on the court. Now that's not always the best statistic to uh, to, to determine. But you're 12 of 23, one of eight from the three point line. Okay. Not that great from behind, behind the eye. Your man AD, ugh, 13 points, 13 points, nine rebounds, three assists, a couple of blocks. AD, we got to get more out of you. We got to get into the 20s. We got to get more out of you. Rui Hachimura was still a part of the series. He he came to play last night for the LA Lakers. 20 points, five rebounds, coming off of his uh, his 28-point uh, performance in game number one. But the Lakers, you got, like one way for you to lose this game, and look, you guys can take a 2-0 series lead and go back to LA and, and you know, f- enjoy that cross-country flight, enjoy the champagne and, you know, nice food on the cross-country flight take a day off and you're going to enjoy enjoy a day in LA of rest before the next game with a 2-0 lead about to upset who uh, what they're the number one uh, the Grizzlies are number one seed or number two seed they're the two seed they're the two seed they're the two seed so you're about to upset, uh, upset the second seed in the Western Conference who really had been talking a lot of trash to you, to you specifically and you let them out hustle you on a Wednesday night? Oh, uh, what? In the playoffs? Uh, look, if this was the regular season, okay. You get out hustled. You don't care about it as much. They're, they don't have John, John Morant. We're just taking load management. We already have. Like, I'll get it. But we're in the playoffs here. Every game, every shot matters. The, if John Morant comes back in game number, game number three and the Grizzlies end up stealing home court back from, from, from L.A., I'm sorry, LeBron, you should be kicking yourself right now. AD, you should be kicking yourself right now. The whole Lakers roster should be kicking themselves for losing 93-103. to 103. So, look, uh, it was Mal, mm, late in the third quarter or mid-fourth mid quarter. And I'm about to go over to that clip over there, uh, uh, John Mayerfield. It was about late, late third quarter, mid-fourth. It was kind of early fourth, excuse me, where the game was tighter. And LeBron made a shot, basically, and, and started coming down the came down the court and talked to him, you know, trying to get in Dylan Brooks's uh, in Dylan Brooks's head. You're the old head. You're one of the best players of all time. You're literally, you know, the standard of, of NBA basketball for for our generation. And so, of course, if LeBron says anything, all the younger players, you know, it's like kind of like that Tiger effect when Tiger was really good. If he said something, the other players would start to wilt away, or you know. So if LeBron's going to get in your ear. He's expecting the young players to back down, the young players to 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 uh, to adhere to his greatness and to and to wilt in his wilt in in, in the brightness of uh, of his stardom. But Dylan Brooks didn't do that. Dylan Brooks, uh, you know, the, helped the helped the Memphis Grizzlies continue to spread out their lead and, and seal the victory at 103-93. Dylan Brooks with some fun, juicy comments after the game, talking about his approach to playing in LeBron James. Some people, the Lakers are making that run. They get it to 14. You and LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say maybe, maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess what, what were you thinking? I don't care. He's old. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. Um, he shouldn't have said that earlier on. Um, but, you know. I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. Um, so um, I pride myself on, you know, what I do is defense and taking on any challenge that's on the board. I don't care. He's old. What? Okay. First off, old is subjective. Uh, old is subjective. LeBron James is what, like 36? Is that what he is? I'm, I'm pulling that up right now. 38. 38 years old. Uh, wow, that is a little older than I expected. 38 is old. Yes. No, it's not. not wrong. No, it's not. No, it's In not. In basketball years, that's like 80. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. LeBron James, I don't care. He's old. Like... <laughs> That is the most millennial response in the world. Or is that the right is right is that the right age bracket? Or should I say it's Gen Z? Is that Gen Z? Uh, I don't care. They're old. I don't care what they have to say. Old man. I don't care what any old man has to say. LeBron. He doesn't know. He's irrelevant in it now. And then he says, "Oh, I I, I don't respect anybody until they give me forty points." 
Hey, John Muirfield, guess right here. Just well, just one number one guess. How many forty point games has LeBron James had in his career? Uh, forty plus. Too, too many to count. Yeah, I, I would one say guess. Over, over seventy five. You are. Uh, I hate you so much. I hate you. Did you look this up? LeBron James has played 74, 74 games in his career. So not over 75, but you're right on so the close, money. You're so right close. on the money. Uh, 74 40-point games in his career. And I don't respect you until you give me 40 points on my uh, Like, dude, I'm with you. I'm with you on the I poke bears. I'm with you on the I don't care. I expected him to pull that move in game four. He pulls it in game two because he's desperate. Um, but let's not talk about I don't I don't respect you until you drop 40 on my head because LeBron is perfectly capable of doing that, Mr. Dylan Brooks. And, and look, I like the uh, I like the Grizzlies. I like the Grizzlies playing the heel role. I like the Grizzlies playing the young. You know, we you, you we're disrespected. Loving lo- love here in the uh, the Memphis crowd at the end of the, at the end of the game. Whoop that trick, whoop that trick. Just yeah, getting in their bag, enjoying that victory. Like Dylan Brooks, I like this stuff. I like the, oh, I poke bears. I'm not afraid. We love that. I love that. Well, come on. Let's let's be, let's tone it down. Let's tone it back like 1% on the give me 40 points because LeBron's giving many people 40 points throughout the course of his career. He's a pretty prolific scorer and cool. Keep poking the bear. Keep getting, keep getting, getting in his grill. Keep getting in his mind. Uh, but don't dare LeBron to score 40 on you. Yeah. I mean, I, I was with him until he, he made the 40 comment as well. Like he's been in that villain role kind of the whole season, especially towards the later half. Um, and this was a game that L.A. should have definitely won without John Morant playing. Uh, Dylan Brooks, he's going to chirp. He's going to chirp. That's what he does. And honestly, I'd be more scared of what LeBron is going to respond with. Um, I don't know if it'll be 40. Could be 50. Could be nothing. I don't know. Oh, like, it's going to be it's it going to be, be a lot. It could be anything at this point. The, L.A. Get, is so unpredictable. That's exactly right. And that's why you can't trust them to, to like you look at the roster and you think, oh, well, they can win an NBA championship. But they, you, there's no, you cannot trust them at all. On and paper, they look great. Yeah. You cannot trust them one little bit. So, uh, Dylan Brooks, I love the uh, fearlessness. I love it. I, I think it's gr- great for the game. I think it's great for the series. Uh, it's great to have it, you know. Young kids going at going at old man LeBron. Uh, it reminds me so much of like. It reminds me so much of a wrestling storyline. Oh, the old champion, the young whippersnapper trying to come at him. Uh, I, I, I think the, uh, the Grizzlies are. I think the Grizzlies are going to win the series. I think. He, he, oh, that's what I was going to get to next, uh, John. With okay, he he said, "Oh, I expected him to do it in Game Four or Game five. Is LeBron was LeBron James showing vulnerability going to his I'm about to talk trash to these young kids uh, early in the series because basically Brooks is insinuating oh he had to pull out the big guns early uh, to, to get after us and, and we'll, we'll be good we're gonna we're, we're gonna take care of the rest of the, se- the series because LeBron James already pulled his biggest uh, his biggest psychological move in, in the series I mean the way his team's playing right now he has to. Like he's got no other, he's got nothing else. His t- his team's letting him down, man. Like yeah, you gotta, so- you gotta you gotta switch to some kind of psychological warfare or something when your team's not doing it on the court. The problem last night, D'Angelo Russell, only 2 of 11. 2 of 11, uh, 30 minutes, 5 points. You, you cannot have that out of your point guard. Of course, uh, Austin Reeves was back at it with double double figures. Not as many points as, obviously, game one. He ended up with 12 instead of 20. Uh, but you got... You got decent production. Look, you got to get more out of AD. You got to get more out of AD. You got to get more out of D'Angelo Russell. And you got to, uh, Dennis Schroeder, 16, 16 minutes and no points. Ugh, you cannot have that. Yeah, that's not, that's not going to work for you uh, on Saturday night in Los Angeles. I believe AD still has that arm injury too. That um, Is AD ever healthy? No, but it, it's, always, it's always something or another. That's, that's the point. That's what makes it so funny. He's never perfectly healthy. He's day to Davis. That is his nickname. <laughs> well, just to let everybody know, I have a little nasal drip today, so I'm just you know, if, any, if the show's not so good, I'm in my my, my, my I've got a little uh, congestion. So just let everybody, I, I'm dealing with a little elbow tendonitis. Just like, look, Eddie, we don't care that you your body is having normal bumps and bruises for a seven foot two guy. Like, 
you're not supposed to be fully healthy. Your body's not made to be fully healthy. I'm 33, and I know I'm not fully healthy right now. Mirfield, you got anything that is aching on you? Well, I woke up this morning and my neck was kind of hurting. I think I all right. Wrong. So if you have a bad it's game, a, it's, a, it's a miracle I made it in. Today, yeah, bad honestly. game today, bad bad academic performance. We're just gonna blame it on the neck. That, I, that's what I feel like AD always does. Oh, my ankle! I stubbed my toe today on a coffee table, and so I, I didn't play up to uh, didn't play up to my my making capabilities. Funny enough, he got a um, he got a cut in that game as well, and he had to <laughs> he had to go get checked out. There was blood all over the court. <laughs> Oh, we did. We, you did. You weren't here yesterday when we talked about uh, Morgan Barron getting cut in the face in the in, in, in NHL playoffs. The dude gets checked into, gets checked down into the goalie skate, and homeboy, he took seventy five stitches, uh, seventy five stitches to the face. Came back into the game, uh, ended up with five shots on net, ten minutes played, a couple checks. What do you think about the, the, the toughness of the hockey player? Speaking of blood. I mean, these, those dudes are different breeds, honestly. Like, that toughness is not even imaginable in any of the other major sports. I mean, think about that. Oh, a skate to the face. Like, I, it, it's uncomfortable to me when I nick myself, like, shaving. I, I can't imagine taking a literal like, sharp blade of a skate, like, mm. upper, anywhere near my face, but mm. the upper part of your face where it's, like, a little more sensitive, it kind of feels like. No, thank you. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That's got to be one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Yeah, just missed the dude's eye. Um, you know, we talk about dangerous sports. Whew, hockey, That that's a situation that becomes uh, quite dangerous, quite dangerous right there. All right, Mirfield, well, let's go ahead and hit our break. We'll hit our break. We'll keep the Derek Daniel State Farm hotline open at 205-342-9904. When we come back... Why don't we talk about Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley was in front of the microphone, in front of the podium yesterday in Jacksonville talking with his new team. Uh, and he had some fun comments talking about his outlooks for the 2023 season, his suspension. We'll talk about Calvin Ridley. And then, of course, uh, you know, Tua was also in front of the microphone yesterday. We'll talk about uh, the comments from our, our couple Bama guys uh, in the NFL uh, you know, in front of their professional microphones yesterday. So we'll talk about that on Cup of Joe. The Derek Daniel State Farm Hotline's open for business. And you can jump in and join us right here on Tide 100.9. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzen and Main. And if you haven't tried the Mizzen and Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough. Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA grant number 18-VA-VS-050, the ABA, and this station. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sunny and warm this afternoon, the high today 86, mostly clear tonight below 58. Tomorrow, partially sunny, the high 82. Rain moves in tomorrow night, then for Saturday, cooler with rain ending early in the day, becoming mostly sunny, the high 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Find Tide on Twitter at Tide 109 to keep up with show announcements, guests, and our reporters in the field. All right, 
Let's keep it rolling right here on a Thursday. Goodness gracious, it's a beautiful day here in Tuscaloosa. I hope you are enjoying your day here in Tuscaloosa. I hope thank you guys for tuning us in. Cup of Joe, Midday Madness. Joe Gaither, Jan, John Mirafield. Let's talk about Calvin Ridley. Yes, well, let's, let's have... All right, I got a brainstorming conversation trying to trying to get like two or three conversations connected together here. All right, so yesterday in Mirfield, we talked about gambling just a touch about we talked about Bradley Beal is being sued for $50,000. You see that $50,000 because a fan yelled at him after a, a game last month. You lost me $1,300, you bleep. And Bradley Beal and that fan had to, some uh, harsh words interacted between each other. And that fan is now suing Bradley Beal for $50,000. Yeah, fifty thousand dollars. That'll that'll really show him. Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, that's nothing. That's chump change. It's chump change. But the man. But the, but the point is, dude, you lost the money. You gambled thirteen hundred bucks. You gambled with Vegas. You gambled with your bookie, whoever, and you lost. It's not Bradley Beal's fault uh, that you lost here. Uh, but I want to. I, mean, I want to talk about gambling. I want to talk about Calvin Ridley, and I want to talk about A Day. I want to try to weave it all together here. And how do we want to do this? Okay, so Calvin really got suspended for a year. Suspended for a year for putting together, um, was it a five-game uh, five parlay or a seven-game parlay? It was something ridiculous. It was a, it was a five- or seven-leg parlay that the Atlanta Falcons were involved in. And so he was suspended for a year. Uh, absurd, honestly, absurd suspension, in my opinion. Like, come on now. Let's... Uh, uh, look, you can say integrity. You can say integrity of the game all you want. I don't know. I, I, I think that Calvin really was on injured reserve at that time. He only played five games in 2021 due to a broken foot. Uh, I think he was just trying to have a little fun. And I'm and, and yeah, you know what? There are rules to follow. And I guess Calvin, you broke him, so you lost. You, you know, you, you lost out on that. Well, in the suspension, while he was suspended, he was traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars from the Falcons to the Jaguars. So you will see him this year in Jacksonville. And yesterday, uh, Calvin Ridley talked to the media in Jacksonville and basically, I mean, was, he asked him a question. Why can't I be better? Many people speculate. Many people speculate. Oh, you know, you take a year and change off of football. You're not going to be as sharp. You're not going to be as good. He says, I'm trying to be humble. I'm trying to be good. at. I, I've been pretty good at football all my life. And I not only have been good, I also work to be good. They say two years off, but what about the healing process? What if I got faster? What if I got stronger? Obviously, I got wiser, but why can't I be better? You know what, Calvin, you make a lot of, you're, you're, you're spot on right there. Calvin Ridley, let, let's just be honest with each other. Calvin Ridley dealt with some uh, foot and ankle injuries here in Alabama that he played through. Uh, if Calvin Ridley broke his foot two years ago with the, with the, with the uh, Atlanta Falcons, I, I wonder if, uh, what, 18, 20, 20 months without getting hit, without getting strapped up and playing football? Yeah, you got you to gotta assume if Calvin Ridley has been taking care of himself, which that's the if, if Calvin Ridley has been monitoring his body, maintaining his body, that two years without getting hit by 350-pound men is probably good for your health. It's probably beneficial. Two years of not, not putting that stress on your legs is probably, you know, I, I can't say faster, but if you're training, look, if you're training, there's no reason why you can't maintain the same speed. You don't have to be running on a football field to keep your same speed. You can run on a track. You can run on a soccer field. You can run wherever and keep and, and, and build your speed. So, Calvin, I, I, I think you can be better. I think you can be better. And I think dude, Trevor Lawrence to Calvin Ridley this year, oh, my mercy. I mean, that, that, that team's going to be good. That team's going to be actually really solid. You know, they, they, they paid Christian Kirk last year the $17 million bucks or whatever, and Kirk was a pretty good receiver. You bring in Calvin Ridley as the really the de facto new number one. Kirk kind of goes to a 1B. You've got Evan Ingram as your tight end. You've got Travis Etienne for, in, in the backfield. The Jaguars might be good. You think about the AFC South, and I know you got a lot of uh, Titans fans probably listening. You got the Jaguars, Titans, Colts, and Texans. Colts and Texans are going to be bad. It's going to be the, the Jaguars might win the division. The Titans are going to have to uh, have to improve, or um, or they might be looking at a wild card spot or out of the playoffs. Yeah, I think they're. I think they've basically all but locked up that division already. I mean that, that that's not a good. That's not a good set of teams outside of the Jags who already are a playoff caliber team. They were in the playoffs, yeah. Exactly. So, and what did they do? They got better. And they add Calvin Ridley. You know, he's only 28. He had the gambling thing you mentioned. Um, 
you know, can you maintain that speed? Can you maintain everything? I, I think he's I think he's going to show out this year. Like realistically, I think he's I think he's their top target. And I know Christian Kirk had a really good season last year. Uh, he was probably that number one guy, but I think Calvin really is primed to take over that number one spot. So let me, let's, let's build off this conversation. Uh, we leave Calvin Ridley kind of where he is because I, that's about all we have to say. All I have to say about that, unless you want to jump in and join us. I'm excited for his next year. But let's let's take a branch off that. Uh, from the Bradley Beal, you know, you gamble at your own risk, fans. And you do, uh, Calvin Ridley. You gamble at your own risk. Sometimes you get uh, kicked out of the NFL for a year. Let's talk about this this weekend, uh, John Muirfield, with, with A-Day. Look, we all know that it's a practice. We all know it's a glorified scrimmage. What can we do to make it more interesting? Gambling always makes it more interesting. G- gambling always makes things more higher stakes obviously uh, i hate losing money that's what i said yesterday i love to win i love to gamble and win but i this like it makes me sick to my stomach it makes me want to punch holes in the wall uh, losing money but you know what if i say if, if i click submit on the gambling ticket you know what and you it's 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 in the, it's in the hands of the sports gods then so let's think let's put together a three or a five leg parlay, John, uh, for this weekend at eight eight. First, let's talk about the easy one. Let's talk about the easy one. Eight eight MVP. Eight eight MVP. And you gotta like, you know, obviously if you if you're all familiar with gambling, you're, you're kind of familiar with the odds. I think your highest odds eight eight MVP has got to be either Milro or Simpson, the quarterbacks, right? The quarterbacks are likely to get the 8 MVP. You've seen Mac Jones win, win an 8 MVP. You've seen John Mechie win two 8 MVPs. Who won 8 MVP last year? Golly. No idea. We'll, we can check on that real quick. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, golly, that is <laughs> – I don't know. So, uh, John Mearfield's going to look up who won the 2022 8 MVP. It wasn't – Oh, golly. Uh, I, thank you for that. So, AAVP, when we're doing this on the fly, I think Amir, I, I think Simpson, I think Simpson's probably your favorite. I think Simpson's probably your favorite uh, for AAVP uh, with Milrow being a close second. And then, uh, you know what, who the next one's going to be for me? I think I'm going to go with uh, Malik Benson as my third and Justice Haynes as my fourth. Those are your four guys I think are, are probably your best candidates for AAVP. Do you have one of those that you would you know, throw into your parlay if you know you gotta you gotta build a parlay which one of those four are you are are you uh, are you selecting i think i think i'm going with justice haynes off the board try to grow a big payout grow a big payout i would take him over a quarterback honestly i think that would be the safer choice because you never know with the quarterback play i mean especially with how you're splitting reps and everything and how not one guy is taking most of the snaps anyway because you know, you got to play everybody. You got to see everybody uh, get some reps in. So I don't know. I Especially with all the hype that we've heard around Justice Haynes, I think he's probably one of the safer picks. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, you're going to see Nick Saban calling a lot of run plays, calling a lot of vanilla stuff. He doesn't want to show off what we got with Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson. Doesn't want to. Yeah, I think you're going to see a heavy run, a heavy dose of the run on Saturday. And you get Justice Haynes with two touchdowns, sneaks in there. Like, you got to think, 8A MVP is not going to be like last year. You, you aren't going to get Bryce or Will being 8A MVP. They, they probably, they hardly played uh, because you knew what you had in them. You're going to get the younger guys. You're going to get the, uh, the the less experienced. And I think Justice Haynes, you know, look, when you think about parlays, Yes, you can take the easy money. You can take the easiest money. It's probably going to be what plus one, plus two fifty for for Ty Simpson, plus three plus three hundred for for Jalen Milrow. You probably put plus eight hundred for Malik Benson, and probably plus a thousand, plus fifteen hundred for Justin Saints. I'm taking the biggest odds. I'm swinging big. I'm swinging for the fences because if I put ten bucks on my Justice Haynes at plus fifteen hundred, yeah, I'm getting one hundred fifty dollars back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll take that. Did a quick little fact check. Jameer Gibbs. MVP last last eight day. Jameer so. Gibbs, newcomer, fast running back. He hit. Oh yeah, Jameer Gibbs hit that like sixty yarder last year in eight day in like the the third quarter. Oh, John, are you going to eight day? Or are you going to try to watch it on ESPN Plus? I am going to eight day. Look at My you. parents are coming to town. We're all going to go as one big happy family. You know what I mean? Look at you. It, there's no better. There's no better place to be Saturday, and I'm expecting. All the Alabama fans to show up too. Yeah, I, I think the weather's going to be fine. The it should be nice. Everything should be fine. 
So gotta, gotta bump that attendance up. Well, I love it. I love it. You surprised me a little bit. I, I think that, that's great. Go to A Day. Look, Saturday at two o'clock. I love you, Tuscaloosa, but Saturday at two o'clock, what better do you have to do? I'm sure you got kids, you got, you know, youth sports, this, that, and the other. But come on, if you don't have something to do with your family, like to do with your kids, come on out to Brian Day. It's going to be great. It's going to be a time to see the new quarterbacks. There's a lot, like, look, I, the last couple of years, I haven't cared about A Day at all because it's like, well, don't get Bryce Young hurt. Well, you know. We've known what we've, what we're going to see for the most part. Exactly. Exactly. This year, there's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of interesting uh, question marks. And, and here, here's what we were debating yesterday, John. You'll, you'll chime in. Will Nick Saban put both Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson on the same team to thus confuse fans and pundits? And that way, say, oh, well, both of them rotated in with the ones. They both rotated with the ones. It's, or is it going to split them and put Ty on, on White and, and Jalen on, on Crimson? And, that, and then everybody will say, oh, Jalen's obviously number one. Oh, starting quarterback, Alabama. Well, they're going to do that anyway, no matter no matter what the situation. People will speculate all day long after we see the 8A game, but I'd like to see them both with the ones. I think from a fan perspective. Would you? Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. We don't know what we're seeing. We don't know what we're going to see. We don't know how these guys have played other than the few highlights we've seen, the few what, what they've wanted us to see, you know what I mean, and what Nick Saban has said and what these guys have said um, in the few spring interviews that we've heard so far. So, you know, I want to see them both with the first team. What he needs to do, Nick, Coach, I know you're listening. You listen every day. Coach oh, Saban t- texts me all the time, says, good show, Joe. I appreciate you, Coach. Look, Coach, look, stick them both on the twos. Put them both on the twos. Give Lonergan, give Lonergan and Holstein the first team. And I know, look, I'm thinking this is outside the box. This is the, you're not going to see this, whatever. So but, this is some big brain stuff. But give Lonergan and Holstein the, the reps with the ones, right? Let me make Simpson and Simpson and Milrow play with the twos against the number one defense. That's the, look, no disrespect to the number two defense. I'm sure you guys are great athletes and all, a lot of great recruits out there. I'm sure you guys will develop in a great team. But I don't care what Ty, Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow do to our third stringers, do to our second stringers, do to our fourth stringers. Look, we got to get ready for Texas. Texas is coming. Texas is coming. Week number two. And they want that revenge. We got to get these two guys ready. Throw them into the fire. Make them grind uphill. Make them push the boulder uphill, you know, as many times as possible. You know, you're not going to see that on Saturday, but I think it'd be awesome to see Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson throwing against Kool-Aid McKinstry and Terry and Arnold. And maybe you give them a couple first-string receivers. Give them Malik Benson. Throw in Malik Benson and then say, you know, good luck, guys. Throw in Malik Benson. Give them the, all, the 2023 offensive line, all these, all these new freshmen who have come in, and give them Justice Haynes and say, you know what, guys, what can you do? What can you do? When you get to the fall, your weapons will be a little better. What can you do? Can you battle uphill? I think it'd be fun. I, what I would like to like, I would just like to see Coach Saban create scenarios to test these players. No, we're talking specifically about Jalen and Ty, but to test these players, and I'm sure that's what they're doing, uh, and more than more than what we're going to see on Saturday. But I just want to see these guys tested, or I want to I want to hear about these guys tested and, and stressed and put through the fire before we get to the fall, before we get to, oh, crap, it's the playoffs, and we don't have enough guys ready. We don't have enough guys developed. No, test these guys every single day. Make practice hell. You're hearing that it is hell. You've seen now three guys go into the transfer portal before A-Day has even come. You're hearing that the intensity is very high. All right, so John Muterfield, if we've got an A-Day MVP and we've got our four odds, we've got to think of another, we gotta think of another uh, leg to our parlay. We've got to think of an, an, another leg to our parlay. What do we think about... Um, what do you think about leading tackler? Leading tackler? We think about Malachi Moore, Caleb Downs. Oh, no Deontay Lawson. He's going to be out of the scrimmage. Who else is going to be playing on the, on the inside line? Sean Murphy. We thinking about we thinking about uh, Dallas Turner. You can go more broad and, and just give like a defensive MVP. Yeah, defensive really MVP. To. What do you think? Who, who, who's going to be? Now, I'm most excited to see Caleb Downs. But I, was, I was just about <laughs> to mention Caleb <laughs> give, Downs give me, as well. Give me some Caleb Downs excitement, but who do you think is going to be the, the defensive MVP? Uh, I think the safe bet is obviously Dallas Turner. Um, you know, you said that with so much enthusiasm. I did. I did. Um, 
Uh, I, I, I'm just expecting big if things. If you're not excited about this conversation, we can move on. Because if you're not excited about it, we can t- uh, the other the people listening are. No, no, I am. I am. Right. I am. It's just so many guys to think of. I'm running through the names in my head. I right got now. you. I I'm got trying you. To, I'm trying to envision. What I'm, I'm, I'm just see trying to keep there. us up. Just trying exactly. to keep us up. That's all. I think uh, obviously Dallas Turner. I think Caleb Downs is a good one as well. Um, but I don't know. It, it, this one's this one's a, a risky one. There's no clear winner. I would love to see uh, Deontay Lawson in the lineup, but he's uh, he's been reported to be out for the spring. I'd like to see Kendrick Blackshire in the lineup, but I don't know about if that's going to if that's going to matter or not. I don't, I don't know if that's going to uh, if he's going to get in, in in the lineup or not. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Shoot, we got to get a, a bookie who can put together a great eight day parlay, an eight day card. I think you're talking about leading rusher. You've got so many. Like yeah, I already I already said I'm in love with Justice Haynes, but Jam Miller's got a lot of got a lot, got a lot of love. Uh, Rodell Williams and Jace McClellan. There's a lot of a lot of. It's going to be interesting to see how Coach David divvies up the carries, divvying up the carries for 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 eight day and then through the through the uh, through the rest of the year. All right, one more question on eight day Mirfield before we hit our break. And this is something that's been bothering me. Something that's uh, that's made me like think, what really can you take? What really can you take from these from from, from these these three weeks when you go on a two month break? You're going to go May, June, July, three month break, three month break. Really, May, June, July. How much carryover from a day can you get to fall camp? You see great performances. We've seen great performances in the past. Some have carried over. I mean, John Mechie won two A-Day MVPs before he got on the field. Jai Hall blew up on A-Day, and then it blew up throughout the summer. These guys have to make it three more months. What does A-Day really mean for the fall? What does it mean for, okay, we're going to play against MTSU? If Chaywood Miller balls out on A-Day, highly possible, uh, and, and then ends up having a terrible fall, a uh, terrible fall camp, like, Everything that everything that he does this weekend is going to get thrown out the window. What does it really mean? Or is it just something for us to do? I don't care. If it's just for something for us to do, then, then yeah, I'll do it. And, and, and I can buy into that. I can just, you know what? Look, it's just fun. It's just tradition. But I don't know if, I don't really know what the carryover is. Yeah, I played in spring, spring scrimmages as an average and the high school athlete. Like, not even, not, not, not worth talking about. But like, I don't know that spring practice from my, and maybe that's a, this is an indictment on my high school program and coaches, but I don't know that spring practice really, carried over into the fall yes it's like okay yep remember the motions remember this is what it feels like to get hit this is what it feels like to take a step this is your reads this that and the other i I just don't know what it really means for the fall now what you're gonna see well the, the, the biggest thing for us this year this spring i think is the intensity i think coach saban has ramped up the intensity and really kind of set the tone and set the table for the summer i think the i think the fourth quarter program was extra was uh exceptional this year and I think the spring has been quite difficult, quite intense. I think that uh, you, you've heard you've heard whispers and rumors about it. Return to 07, return to 08, return to practice patterns of 2009. And, oh, my gosh, that's music to my ears. Uh, I think that is what carries over into the fall. Not the performances, not the, oh, you know, Jalen Milrow had 5,000 yards passing on 8-8. I, whatever. I don't think that's going to carry over. What's going to carry over is the attitude, the temperature, the thermostat that Coach Saban is setting in the program right now hey we are ramping up the heat we're taking the temperature up to 99 get ready i think that's what carries over through the summer and into the fall when when the the guys get back here in the fall ready for fall camp they're gonna say hey remember where we left off in the spring remember how intense coach was remember how many guys he yelled at remember how many guys got ran off into the transfer portal we got to get ready and I think that's what's really going to set Alabama up for success in 2023 on the football field. So I'm looking forward to A-Day for the first time in quite a while. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Uh, ideally, going to be up, up at the booth, but I'm going to be there no matter what. I'm going to be there. Uh, if you have ESPN Plus and you, or if you don't have ESPN Plus, look, and you don't want to pay that $9.99, $14.99 fee, come to A-Day. It's free. Three ninety nine, bro. Come on in. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy Tuscaloosa. It's going to be a great weekend here in Tuscaloosa. And then just bounce on over to Talladega on Sunday. Make a whole weekend out of it uh, in, in, in Alabama. Mirafield, let's go ahead and hit our last break. We'll figure out what we're going to do for our last topic here. Uh, but we'll keep it rolling. Keep everything moving right here on Tide 100.9. This is Cup of Joe Midday Madness. 
This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Former Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts has signed a five-year, $255 million contract extension with the Philadelphia Eagles, making him the highest-paid player in NFL history. Alabama tight end Elijah Brown has entered the transfer portal. The Alabama softball team ranked number 13 in this week's D1 softball rankings. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Work is a part of all of us. We know that the world around us has changed, and that's why the Alabama Department of Labor is here to get you back to working hard. Work is a part of all of us. Let us help you get back to it by visiting your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Home base in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Miz in the Main. And if you haven't tried the Miz in the Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. Alabama Crimson Tide lives right here. Down to the pylon. Touchdown, Alabama. On Tide 100.9. Ten minutes left here on Couple Joe. A little bit of madness. Still time to jump in on the Derrick Daniels State Farm Hotline at 205-342-9904. Big thanks to my man, Derrick Daniel, sponsoring the program. Look, you need a great Brookwood Panther handling your insurance. Derrick Daniel, like a good neighbor, live and local, Derrick Daniel is here. All right, uh, let's let's set up the Diamond Sports just real quick. Uh, let's set up Alabama and Alabama baseball and softball for the weekend. Alabama baseball is taking on the Missouri Tigers, uh, and softball is taking on Auburn right here on uh, right 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 here in Tuscaloosa. Look, you want to make it a huge weekend, Mirfield? When when's your when's your parents coming? Are they coming tomorrow? They are coming. Yes, tomorrow night, Friday night. Perfect. Go buy yourself some tickets. Eight o'clock. It's Montana Fouts Day, Friday night against Auburn. Woo! Woo! Get over to Rhodes' house, support Montana Fouts on her senior day. I mean, goodness gracious, it's only been eight years coming for her senior day. Uh, so so we, ought, we ought to pack it out. It will be packed out, at least my prediction. It will probably be packed out. Oh, Big day. So you, you're going to buy some tickets? Oh, let, me, let me see. Buy tickets. Are there I don't any know. Available? Am I going to have to break the bank for this one? I mean, you know. Well, according to rolltide.com.evenue.net, Oh, you can't buy tickets. It's sold out. You got you to gotta scalp them. You got to scalp them. You got to gotta get it, get in that secondary market for Montana Fouts. I think that, uh, I think that, I, I think that she's worth it. Uh, how much would you pay? What? 40 bucks? Probably about the right market there. Maybe. I, I, I was going to say 30 or 40. Okay. Probably All right. 30 or 40. That that's, All right not, so, that's not too ridiculous. So can we give Montana some advice tonight or for, for the weekend? You know, because she's probably going to pitch Friday. Uh, no, she is pitching Friday. And then she's probably going to pitch again on Sunday uh, just based on the way the patterns of the series have, series have gone. Um, look, 
Don't use the pine tar. Don't use the don't use the sunscreen. The rosin don't or you, whatever. whatever the rosin I think is okay. The rosin that's on the on the mound I think is okay. Um, you're supposed to be like a don't you look. Max Scherzer is going to get uh, going to get kicked out. Uh, going to get suspended. Twenty five games, thirty games. He's going to get suspended. Oh man, Major League Baseball. Look, Coach Bo, you got to figure that out though. Montana doesn't need it, but Coach Bo needs to figure out whatever the substance that Max Scherzer's been using for the uh, the entirety of his career. Okay, not that's that, that's reckless speculation. But if but if Scherzer's getting kicked out yesterday in the fourth inning for sticky substances, uh, he's going to face a ten game automatic suspension, automatic ten game suspension that can be uh, appealed. If Scherzer's been doing this. Uh, if he gets kicked out yesterday, how long has he been doing this? That's the question. I'm sorry. It took me a second to land there. How long do, do we think that he's been uh, bending the rules or dancing in the gray area? I mean, the way he was he was trying to, like, explain himself, uh, especially to the umpire and to the media afterwards, it, it sounded like he's been doing this. It sounded like he was surprised that somebody's, like, getting on to him for doing what he was doing. So, I mean... It doesn't sound like something he's – this is new. It sounds like it's been his, like, regular routine and regular, like, process. Right, know? right, right. So, so Scherzer oh, – look, I'm, I'm being facetious. I'm teasing. Scherzer is, uh, is adamant in his innocence. Uh, I have to be an absolute idiot to try to do anything when I'm coming back out for the fourth inning. He said, my hand is too sticky. I said, I swear on my kid's life I'm not using anything else. This is sweat and rosin, sweat and rosin. I don't get how I get ejected when I'm in front of MLB official, uh, officials doing exactly, exactly what you want and being deemed my hand is too sticky when I'm using illegal substance, uh, using legal, excuse me, legal substances. I do not understand that. Um, so this fellow Bellino, the, the, the umpires kicked him out, uh, kicked him out uh, of the game. The Bellino said the stickiness on Scherzer's hand during the fourth inning inspection was, quote, much worse than it was even in the initial inspection. So look, Bellino thinks that he's using more than the pine tar, Scherzer doesn't. The point, the only point that I want to make, John Mirfield, is we got to figure out how. Look, Brad, Coach, Coach Bo, Coach Bo, second half of the year. You know, we're actually deeper than the second half of the year. We're in that last quarter of the season. We got to get the guys, you know, get the hands a little sticky. Get, 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 uh, we got to put up zeros on the scoreboard from the mound. Come on, we got we can figure this out. We can figure out a way to get some sunscreen out there. Uh, I, I loved it. Um, who was the famous pitcher that would just touch every little part of his, uh, the brow on his hat, the the back pocket of his uh, uh, of his uh, of his pants, just everything inside the glove, everything. There's a couple who like grab the back of their hair too, like just for all that sweat, you know. Especially guys with longer hair, they just take a handful down there. The grease. I will say one more thing about the Max Scherzer thing. That um, that three people have been ejected for these little inspections, right, for foreign substances. The same umpire has been involved in all three. What does that tell you, John? Did I don't know. That, that just raises your eyebrow a little bit, doesn't it? Do we think that that umpire maybe doesn't know what he's looking for? Maybe. I mean... It's definitely a little suspicious. Or it's though. overly sensitive. Because if, 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 if one umpire is kicking guys out and the rest of the umpires are not, that tells me either that one umpire is not clear on what the rules are or that one umpire doesn't have a great understanding on what is legal and what isn't or that one umpire is holding up the rules and the rest and everybody else is uh, everybody else is letting everybody go willy-nilly out on the mound with whatever the heck they want on, on their hands. I don't. I'm more on the side of um, the umpire making it kind of about himself. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Because I, I, that's one of the biggest problems in baseball right now. These guys have a little too. They they get a little too much ego going, and they 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 get a little too big headed, and they want to make an example or something, or they want to get some attention on themselves. So I don't know. Do you think that the umpire uh, called his mom after the game? Did you see me kicking out Max Scherzer? You, you saw what I you, you saw, That was Max Scherzer. I just kicked yeah. out. Yeah. Did you see that? All star. That guy's an all star. Is he a Cy Young winner? He, he's got to be. Yeah. He won three Cy Youngs. I got him today. He he's making more money than than I've ever made in my life. But I got him today. I got one over on him today. Uh, so ten game suspension coming from Max Scherzer, which will be what like two starts, two three starts, depending on where it falls in the calendar. Um, look, Muirfield, you know how I feel about baseball. 
I'm all about these pitchers. You, sle- you do whatever you want to do. Whatever makes it more fun. Whatever makes it more interesting. You want to use pine tar. You want to use rosin. You want to use sunscreen. That's a pretty popular one. You want to use whatever. You want to use tack. Uh, what's the, the spider tack? Spider tack. Yes, dude. Whatever makes it more fun. Make baseball more intriguing. Look, I know a lot of people hated the steroid era, but um, I loved 1998, the summer of love. Come on, man. There was nothing better than Sammy Sosa and and Mark McGuire all steroided out, you you know, ripping bombs over, over the outfield fence. Let's make baseball fun again. And we're taking steps doing that. I got to commend baseball. I got to give them credit. They... They have taken a step to to suck me into the into fandom a little bit more. They have uh, taken up a little bit of my fan with this this season because of their uh, adaptation. So I'm I'm pro baseball, but we got to keep pushing towards modernization and adaptation. See, I'm I'm more in the camp of like they've they've done some good things. They they take a couple steps forward, but then when you when you eject one of your one of the best pitchers in the league over something minor like this, that's taking another step backwards, you know? Oh, like you these, got- these umpires are just they they are consistently like taking steps back for the game. They are killing this. And all the controversy over the pitch clock already, like that's kind of turned some people off as well. And now you want to throw out one of your aces in the league, it's like what are we doing, you know? Don't worry. Five years from now, Mirfield, the uh, strike zone is going to be automatic. The strike zone is going to be going to be computerized. So it's going to be just kind of like lit up in the stadium somewhere. And they're not going to be an ump calling balls and strikes. The only umpires that, that are going to be out there are going to be what? For homes, safe and home, uh, safe and out. Is that what they're going to be for? I mean, Look, if we all that, know, if that, you know, we can watch baseball from home and understand what the rules are. We don't need you guys, Blue. We, get, get out of here. We, 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 we can have a, somebody scoring the game from a computer at Major League Baseball's headquarters. All right, this show got off the rails just a little bit in the last segment. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Uh, we'll keep going on 8-8 tomorrow. We'll go on a little bit of uh, NBA playoffs continuing for the next, what, three and a half months of our lives. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. We're uh, getting out of here for the day. We're coming up on Big Noon Sports. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and Christian Miller. I think they're giving away some Talladega tickets. Oh, man. You going to you going to see the big one this weekend? Saturday, Sunday, Talladega. Sports coming up next.